0: What's going on everybody, how we doing out there? As always, it's my pleasure to have you here and welcome to my diary. Now if you're wondering what happened last week, I know I said I was going to put out an episode, but I spent the whole weekend working on this episode and on this poem and it just wasn't working right. I don't know what it was, like I got tired of hearing my own voice to be honest with you. So I'm sitting trying to record it and keep going back and forth, keep re-recording, re-recording, scrapping it, start over. And I just said, fuck it. You know, something wasn't right and I was forcing myself to put something out there just to stay on the one episode a week basis. But then I'm like talking, asking myself like, would I rather just skip a week and put out something good or put out some garbage right now? And even though on the internet, it's really quantity over quality right now, it's really the How much content can you produce? I still believe in quality over quantity. So yeah, I could have put that episode out last week, just throwing it out there for the sake of having some content. But that's not really the point. I'm not here just to make content. I'm doing this for a reason. And if you listen to the episodes before this, you know what that reason is. I'm trying to really put out quality shit. I'm trying to expose myself in the effort to help somebody else going through the same shit. So I just want to say I apologize for not sticking behind my word, but it was something that I just kinda of had to do and I think it was a smart move. Especially because when the pressure's on and you're feeling forced to put something out, it doesn't come out well. It really doesn't. Like maybe you think procrastinating, your homework and shit is one thing, but like when you're really trying to put your heart into something, and you know it's not just hitting right, like you're you just sometimes it just doesn't click. And I've learned that. You know, last weekend I I learned that sometimes it just doesn't click and you got to just let it go. But here we are. Episode number 5. We took we had a little break. We got some air. And here we are again. And we're back and better than ever. And I hope you guys are kind of sensing a improvement in the quality of the podcast as it goes on. I hope so. I mean, I've done it 5 times so far. I made 5 episodes. So hopefully I'm getting a little better every time and hopefully a while from now I'll be much better. And I really do hope that it's just not my friends being nice to me and telling me that, bro, bro, you're getting so much better. You know, because you never really know. Because we've all been there. You know, we, we've we all been there before. A friend is doing something cool and creative and they're just starting out, you know. And They're proud of their work and you don't know how to tell them that it needs some improvement. So if you're doing that to me, please don't do that. Just, just tell me I need some fucking improvement. Give me some pointers, it's all good. But anyways, that's enough chit-chat. That's enough chatting. How about I start talking about the good shit? Like what this week's episode is all about. Now I'm sure you guys know this, I mean from the title of the, of the podcast, The Diary of a Balkan Kid. My family's from the Balkans. Particularly, the, we're from the country of Montenegro. Now, I personally was born in America, so as you can probably guess, that makes me first generation. And being first generation is this beautiful gift, but it also comes with a heavy load of expectations, and you got to learn how to balance two identities, and you got to learn how to balance where you even belong. Are you from America or are you from Montenegro? So being first generation, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's amazing. But it's a balancing act. And it's one that you got to learn to do. It's not just... You don't just wake up one night and understand what it means to be first generation. I think oftentimes many of us don't even give it any thought. Then we end up living a life that isn't meant for us. And not even a life that we have chosen. I think that's that's crazy. So the poem that I wrote today to bring some awareness to these issues is called Generation One. I really hope you guys enjoy... And again, thank you so much for listening. We are the product of a dream. A dream so powerful our mothers and fathers sever ties from everything familiar. They leap across oceans and continents, risking freedom and safety for a chance at a better life. We are the product of a dream. A generation of outcasts whose presence doesn't belong. On the new soil we adopted, nor the soil we descended. We are the product of a dream, a generation of failures who fight to stay afloat in the white waters of impossible expectations. We are the product of a dream, a generation that lacks identity, taking a form that is acceptable rather than developing a form that is true. We are the product of a dream, a dream that does not belong to us. We. The first generation must dream for ourselves. Do you ever just sit and wonder about all the sacrifices your parents made for you to live the life that you live? That's what I'm doing right now. Among thousands of other sacrifices, I wonder what it was that made my parents want to move to America. What made them say goodbye to their family, say goodbye to their home, and move to an unknown land? I imagine it's the same thing that compels any immigrant to make this sacrifice. They had a dream. A dream for a better life. A dream to escape poverty, war, famine, and discrimination. Not for themselves, but for the children. For us. Now where does that leave us? It leaves us in a special position. And in this position, we gotta learn how to function. We gotta learn how to operate. As with anything in life, being first generation comes with ups and downs. Yes, I was born with the gift of a U.S. citizenship. I was born with endless opportunities, and I'm so thankful for that. But I was also born in a place that I don't belong, with impossible expectations and two identities. You guys ever been to a party that you don't belong at? You know, you heard whispers at school all week and someone's throwing a party this weekend and on a whim you decide to go knowing that you're really not invited. You know it's a bad idea, but you just want to have fun and fit in. Then Friday night hits and you're sitting in the shadows on a curb outside the house waiting for the courage to step inside. Then you finally do. You walk through the door and you feel like you just stepped onto a stage. You feel like everybody's staring at you you because you're not supposed to be there. But you play it cool, so you walk through the house with a conviction, acting like you have somewhere else to be or someone to talk to. Maybe you grab a drink. But then you realize you can't stand in the corner and not talk to someone. So you change locations. All right, let me go stand in the corner by the couch. Let me go stand in the kitchen. You just keep walking around with this conviction, acting like you belong. But then there comes a point where you, you've exhausted all your options. Now you've got to try and force your way into a small group of people. First, you stand behind the conversation and, you know, you do the, the, the normal things, you laugh when they laugh, you get outraged when they're outraged, but then you see your chance, and you speak up and you realize that nobody even heard your voice. That uncomfortable feeling in your stomach, that desire to fit in and feel like you belong. A lot of the time, that's what being first generation feels like. Even though I was born in America, and I grew up feeling like I'm at the party. I really wasn't invited to it, and in some people's eyes, not only am I not invited, but I'm definitely not welcome. You ever think I've heard somebody tell me, go back to where you came from? I've heard it, but that's the thing, I wish I could, but I don't belong where I came from either. In America, I'm Montenegrin, and in Montenegro, I'm American. The first generation, we we really can't win this battle. We're a bunch of outcasts. We don't belong anywhere. You think I'm playing, but I'm I'm for real. Like it sucks. Like I remember going back to the, when I went to Montenegro the first time when I was actually like older, like 15 years old. I went one time before that when I was eight years old. But when I was 15, I went there expecting to be like, yo, this is my home. You know, everybody's gonna be open arms. This is awesome. That's not the case, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really not the case. Like I'm not from there. Like, yes, my family's from there, my parents are from there, but I am not from there. and they could like it's like they could smell it on me, you know like I could be wearing the same clothes, not speak a word, but from a mile away, they can look at me and tell I'm American. I don't know how, but they could. And the same thing for America, like it, like you just know, you know what I mean? Like even though I don't look that different, my name is different. And and I guess like first generation and foreigners, when you're from somewhere else, you kind of have an aura about you. Even if the language that I speak, there is no accent, you know, like there's no accent to my tongue, but you could just tell like there's an aura about you to where you could just tell. So being first generation, like there's that balance where you got to figure out that you really do belong here. You know, even though you don't feel like you were invited to the party, whatever country you're born in, whether it's Germany, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, like it doesn't matter what country you're born in. If your family's from somewhere else and you were born in a new country on fresh soil, you got to understand that you got a right to be exactly where you are. You know what I mean? Like you got a right to be there and to thrive and to take every opportunity that comes your way. There's no use of feeling like you don't belong because you do. And I get that sometimes we get that feeling that we're different and we don't belong. But at the end of the day, at least for my case in America, like this country was built on the backs of immigrants. So I do fucking belong. You know what I'm saying? I fucking belong in America. I'm proud to be an American and I love America. And hopefully I can contribute to this country. And here's the thing, like I'm going to be straight up here. Like I'm from Eastern Europe. Okay, so moving to America, like, there's there's not that much social friction. But for those of you, and I'm being straight up here, for those of you, like, I I hope this is not taken the wrong way, but, like, it's just a plain fact that there's some countries that you come to and you move to America where there's a lot of social friction from where you're from, you know what I'm saying? Let's say you're from the Middle East, you're from South America, you're from Asia, and that literally is like the rest of the globe. Like, it's like, and that's a fucked up thought, to be honest with you. Like, it's really, like, just white people that there's not that much social friction here when you're coming as an immigrant. That's really how it is. But what I'm, the point that I'm trying to make here is that because you're first generation, that doesn't mean that you can't succeed in this country. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that you won't gain respect. Even though America is the country of immigrants. It takes time. Like, I don't know how well your 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 history background is, but Listen, in the 1800s, when the Irish were coming over here in hordes because of the potato famine, you know, what they, you know what they used to say about Irish people in this country? They used to call them monkeys, less than human. They used to fucking hate Irish people. But look at today. Not even today. Look at 50 years after that. You know, like, it takes time. I, like, yeah, this country is fucked up towards new hordes of immigrants coming. Right now, it's immigrants coming from South America that we're hating on. Give them some time, bro. If you're from South America, you come to this country. Or you're first generation from South America, or from Mexico, wherever. Give it some time. Work hard, do your thing. I promise in the future, this country will give you respect. And even though it's fucked up, that it takes time. I mean, that's just how the cookie crumbles in America, I guess. You know what I mean? You gotta put your time in. So if you ever feel like you don't belong, you're first generation and you don't belong. No matter where you're from. You belong. You know what I mean? You belong here. Work hard. Do your thing. And you will see change. Because this country was built on the backs of immigrants. And it will continue to be built on the backs of immigrants. Whether there's a wall, or there's no fucking wall, it's still going to be built on the backs of immigrants. So you belong. And don't forget that. And being first generation, the next thing we got to learn to balance is expectations, and unfortunately, being in our position, the expectations are almost impossible, because you got to think about the bet that was made to even give us the chance, you know, like our parents dropped everything, they risked their freedom, their safety, all that shit, they said goodbye to their family knowing they won't see them again for years, for this dream. This dream of a better life or opportunity to give their kids the chance to have a better life. So that's the thing. Like, Our parents came here to survive, right? They came here with nothing. And the only thing in their mind is survive. Survive, survive. Give your children the chance. But here's the thing. They took a huge bet to give us that chance. To give the first generation that chance at a better life. And as with any bet. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. So our parents took that giant risk. So they're expecting this great reward from us. Those, uh, those, those he- expectations, they're heavy on us. You know what I mean? We're expected to be successful. And the thing is, it's their definition of success. To earn a lot of money doing a respectful living. Be a doctor, be a lawyer, just... Just have a job, you know what I mean? Have a decent 9-to-5 job. And I completely understand why they, they want us to do this because they took that risk and they think that this is that better life. The 9-to-5. The steady income. The security. But growing up in America, like, I grew up comfortable. You know what I mean? It doesn't take much to survive. I went to college. I got a decent job. I'm making a decent salary. I'm surviving without putting much effort in. So here's the thing. I feel like the first generation, we value, our values are just so different from our parents. You know, they expect us to just survive. But for me, I'm trying to thrive. You know what I mean? I want to thrive in my lifetime. I want to thrive. I want to do very well for myself. And that doesn't mean that I want to be rich as fuck. That means I want to be happy. You know, at the end of the day, I just want to be happy. So our values are so different, and our parents' expectations, being first generation, are just survive, 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 make as much money as you can, have a stable income, good benefits, and that's it. You know, it's like beyond that, there's nothing. But I think to myself right now, like, yeah, I went to college, I got a decent job, decent salary. What do I do now? You know? What do I do now? I'm fucking 22 years old, and I've done all that already. What do I do now? Now I got to go achieve happiness. And achieving happiness is something that our parents just don't understand. You know, cuz they have that survival mindset. But the happiness mindset, what's truly valuable in life, it's tough for them to understand. And I and I get it. But that's where we got to find that balance. You know, this whole this whole podcast about being first generation is about finding that balance. You know, it's like, yeah, make your parents happy you know that's important that's important to me to make my parents happy to have my parents be proud of me but what's more important to me is the fact that I'm happy the fact that I'm doing what I want to do in life regardless of their expectations because I feel like if you just follow your parents expectations yeah maybe you'll make your parents happy but you won't be happy you know you got to figure out what you want in life regardless of any expectations that you have whether it's your parents your brother, your sister, whoever it is that has expectations of you. You need to do what you want to do. And by saying that, I'm not giving you an excuse to be a fuck up. You know, like that's not what I'm doing here. I'm saying you still got to have the passion and the drive to do something and try to be a success. But be your definition of success. Don't be somebody else's definition of success. And being first generation, you have this weight of expectations on you. And I understand it's a lot of pressure. But if you find your own success, your parents will be happy for you. Your family will be happy for you. If you're doing well for yourself, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, it really doesn't. As long as you're doing well, as long as you have respect and you have passion and drive, your parents, your family, they're going to accept what you're doing. And I really mean that. I really do. Because me starting this podcast, I mean, like, I was so afraid to tell my parents. But, like, right now my parents are my biggest fans. Like, I didn't put the episode out last week. And they're calling me asking, like, yo, what's going on? I'm trying to listen to the episode. You know what I mean? And that was the last thing that I ever expected from my parents. So you got to take the risk, yo. Like, do what the fuck you want to do. And go after it. Don't worry about what your parents want from you. Because... They don't know what they want from you. You know what I mean? They they want from you what will make everybody else around them happy. You know what I mean? That's what's going to make them look good. But they don't know for themselves what's going to make them look good. You know what I mean? Like if I have a successful podcast and I'm doing very well for myself speaking my fucking thoughts and my voice, my parents are going to feel good. They're going to look good. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know that a few months ago. And they don't know that right now. But in the future, like they might know that. You know what I mean? And yes, I'm speaking to first generation here, but it applies to everybody. I mean, every, everybody's parents have expectations. And I'm not trying to exclude you from this conversation if you're not first generation. And I'm sorry if you feel that way. But whatever your parents want from you, they really just want you to be happy and successful and okay and safe. That's what your parents want from you. And if they don't want that, if they just want you to be successful for bragging rights then that's on them you know what I mean like you don't need that pressure in your life like you do what what you want to do it's not it's not on you to make your parents look good you know it's it's really not it's on you to be happy and you being happy will give your parents more than they will ever receive from somebody else giving them a little respect because you are a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the fuck you want to be you know what I'm saying if you're happy, you're going to treat your parents with respect. You're going to have a good relationship with your parents. And that's more valuable than you making a shit ton of money and being fucking successful and other other families talking about, oh, how he's so good. You know what I'm saying? So when you're first generation, you have all these expectations, drop them. Do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. At the end of the day, your family, your parents, they're going to accept you for that. And if they don't, That's on them. You don't got to stress about it. You don't got to worry about it. It's not your problem. And as first generation, not only do you have to figure out where you belong, not only do you have to balance impossible expectations, but you got to balance two identities. I honestly think this is the hardest part because in your house, you know, say, for example, in my house, we are a Montenegrin family with Montenegrin values. But the second I step out that door, it's like, I'm in, I'm in America, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, So it's, it's tough to balance those, those two identities that you have. Because on the one hand, you're from one country. And on the other hand, you're from the other. And your parents want you to understand and respect and follow all the values of the country that they're from. And on the other hand, you step out the door of your house And this country that you live in wants you to respect all the values that they believe in. So it's a tough balancing act that you got to figure out. And you got to figure out who you are. And the worst thing that you can do is adopt one or the other. You know, if I was just going to adopt every single Montenegrin value and just do that and live my life by those standards, that's wrong of me because I'm accepting an identity that doesn't really belong to me. I'm accepting an identity that has been given to me that I've been told to accept. And even on the other hand if I was going to say fuck Montenegro and be straight up American and try to act like I was, you know, I'm just straight up American, that's wrong of me. Because I'm 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 just conforming to the identity that I've been given by being born in America. And that right there is a struggle. It really is a struggle when you're when you have two cultures and you're trying to balance them. It's a struggle and a half because your parents want you to be one, but the place you're from wants you to be another and you got to figure out that happy medium. But what I think is more most important is to really figure out who you are. You know, like get down on the list of values of America and, um, and Montenegro, get them on a list and which ones do you agree with? Which ones are important to you? And follow those values. You know, you don't have to pick one or the other, but really figure out what works for you. What do you really believe in? Because I feel like, I mean, I see so many people from where I'm from who are following every single value and all that shit, but I can see that they're faking. You know, they're just trying to fit in, they're just trying to look good. And I see that they're faking. You know, like they believe in something and they do something, but they don't even understand the reason that they're doing it. That shit is fake as fuck. And I think that faking something is even worse than just not doing it. And here's the other thing about identity. There's a lot of us whose sole identity comes from where we're from. You know, you meet somebody new. Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing? My name's Amir. Nice to meet you. Hey, what's going on? My name is Mike. I'm from Albania. You see this eagle on my necklace? Yeah, it's a it's a small country in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you've ever met that type of person? Like, I, I, I see it too often. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so, all right. So your entire identity is drawn off the fact that your family's from another country. Just by chance, you know, like your entire identity is, is brought off the fact that by chance your family's from another country. Like, wow, bro, that's that's real deep, dude. I'm, I'm glad you got it all figured out. <laughs> and I know it's not easy to balance two identities and really figure out who you are and your values between the two. But it's just super whack to just pick one and draw your soul identity from one thing without giving it any thought. You know, like, this is what my people do, this is what I do. That shit's whack as fuck. Especially if you're first generation. Like right now, you've been given a beautiful gift. Two cultures. You are well rounded. You probably speak two languages. You have two different ideas of what life is. Analyze both of them and pick the pieces of both which you think are most valuable and create your own identity. Don't just take the identity that is given to you that's weak. That's weak, that's weak, that's weak. Figure out who you are and be who you want to be. Just because your family's from another country doesn't mean you got to be exactly what you think you got to be. No, you can be whoever you want. I feel like that's a theme of every podcast, but it's so important. Just be you. Just be you. I could say it all day long. Just be your fucking self. That's that's the best thing you could do for you and for everybody around you. If you know who you are, it's going to make your life so much better. I know for being first generation isn't easy, but we always got to look on the bright side. We've been given a beautiful gift. I myself have been given a beautiful gift of opportunity that I can do in this country whatever the hell I want to do. You know, and I thank my parents for that. But we've also got to learn how to balance the pros and the cons. If you feel like you don't belong, no matter what country you're in, if you contribute positively to society, you belong. And no matter what expectations your parents or your family or whoever has of you, you got to do what you want to do. And even though that you are given two identities, you have the right to create your own. And you should create your own. Don't live somebody else's life. Live your own life. And it's as simple as that. You know, Whether you're first generation or you're not, these ideas apply to everybody. Forget about whether you belong or not. Forget about expectations. Forget about what identity you're given. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. That's all that matters. You know I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later.